Hi, Tim Brody here. Welcome to the More Clients podcast. Many of you listening will probably be users of LinkedIn. Maybe as simple as just having your profile up there. Probably you're more likely to be using LinkedIn more actively to try and connect with and build relationships with potential clients. Right now, as of January 2017, there are a whole bunch of changes afoot in the way LinkedIn works and the functionality you get at different levels and the user interface. So joining me on the podcast today is Mark Williams. Mark's a LinkedIn trainer known as Mr. LinkedIn here in the UK. He's been training people in LinkedIn since 2008, and he's here to discuss those changes with me. Welcome to the podcast. Podcast, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Honoured to be here. This is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. You know, is that right? Good heavens! Well, yeah. you actually won your your one of your podcasts because you do kind of like is it a LinkedIn Insiders podcast or LinkedIn LinkedIn Formed? It's called LinkedIn yeah. Formed. Yeah, and one of your podcasts yeah. won the UK Podcast Business Podcast of the Year award a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, that's back, right. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, Excellent. but uh, but yeah, that got listening to your podcast and one or two others uh, is kind of what got me into it. And I've met, I've actually made some very good contacts from people that you've interviewed. You know, right. having listened to them and then reached out to them. And, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, fantastic. So you can send you, me a bill later. <laughs> and you're in the lucky position, um, I guess, of, of having an insight into um, some of these changes. You had a certain relationship with LinkedIn, and so you've actually been testing out some of these new changes <laughs> before they've been rolled out to the rest of the world. Yeah, so I've had the new user interface since October, Right. And so I've had plenty of time to play with it and get bored of it by now. <laughs> but uh, and actually, I've I've now got access back on the old UI, and and it's it's actually really nice to have the old one back. <laughs> oh, that's well, that sounds a bit ominous, doesn't it? Do you do you want to tell us about what the new? Firstly, I guess when 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 are people going to see the new interface? Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn are funny like this. They they very rarely release clear information about stuff like this. It's all very secretive. But we understand that their plan is to have the rollout finished by May. Okay. okay. Now, whether that means the end of May or the beginning of May, we're not entirely sure. But we've heard that it should be finished by May. I'm thinking it might not be. Um, there are various problems with it. And so, as with all rollouts, you know, they put it out to a certain percentage. They discover some problems that they probably should have picked up in quality control. But there you go. Um, and then it goes back to the developers. They start working on it again, blah, blah, blah. So, it's a bit like a building project, isn't it? Mm. You know, um, yeah, they say it's going to be finished by X, but um, it always ends up over time and over budget so uh, we'll have to wait and see but that's the plan mate. okay so sometime in the next few months yeah different users um around the world will be kind of kicked over to the new interface um, yeah. and everyone would will theoretically be on it by the end of may so what What's different? What are the big changes in the new interface? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is quite a long list, so I'd advise all listeners to get a pen and paper handy <laughs> and uh, and make a list um, of all the things that are different. And before I go through that list, let me just explain kind of what they're trying to do here. So LinkedIn's biggest challenge is activity. Um, they have appallingly low levels of activity at the mm. moment. So about 22% of users are active at least once a month, uh, which is way, way less than other similar social networks. And they know they need to do something about it. Mm. So their answer to that is to simplify the user interface, make it more simple so that people feel that it's easier to use. Too many people are confused by LinkedIn. Mm. So um, the reason, so what they, they did go back a while, they changed their mobile app, they updated their mobile, they brought in a whole new team to develop it. It was a, 
a big success for them. And that was actually based on simplification as well. Right. So they've taken what they learned from that and they're bringing it to the desktop um, uh, user experience. And as a result, what you're going to see is very similar to what you see on your phone. So it's actually based on the same kind of infrastructure and design as the mobile interface. So that does mean that inevitably what that means is you're going to lose lots of features. So it depends how much you use LinkedIn, how much of an issue this would be. For someone like me, you know, I use LinkedIn on a daily basis, seven days a week. Um, that's why I'm saying going back to the old user interface for a while is great because <laughs> I miss a lot of these features. Ah. But, but but some people might not, you know. So let, let me go through them. The, the big one that we're losing, um, the probably the headline of all, is advanced search. So mm. whereas previously or in, in the current user interface, we've got at the top of the page a big search bar that you can use but is what they call a quick search. On the right of that was a link that said advanced. You could click on that, and then you have real control to be able to do a proper search and really kind of mine deeply within LinkedIn. Mm. And that's going, okay, so just completely removed. Ooh. Yeah, and so with that, um, that means that you can't do things like a connection search. So a connection search was a technique where you could search for someone in an advanced search by name who you are connected to. So I could say to you, I could go in and do a search of first name Ian, second name Brody, and then if your connections were open, depending on your settings, I could then click on a link and literally mine through your connections. Mm. That was a feature of an advanced search, and that's completely gone. Um Obviously, it means that you can still search and you can also filter a search because second stage of search, you're given filters. But obviously, you have to start with something. Right. And so that's a little bit tricky. Now, you can still use Boolean in that initial box. Um, uh, so by search. Boolean, you mean, you know, search for A and B and C. So different different yeah. things in there. OK. Traditionally, not as a command has never worked well on LinkedIn. So I wouldn't advise using that. But um, but and and or predominantly really are the ones that most people use and phrases in speech marks um, or quotation marks. And, and on link on. I can't remember whether this is part of advanced search or filtering, but often you would look for people in certain industry sectors or people with certain phrases in their job titles, for example, because you're looking for people who might be interesting to connect to. Um, yeah. And you're looking to see if you've got common connections. Is that still going to be possible in some way? So I, I could I could do a search on the keyword. Let's say I was looking for people who are interested in I don't know viral marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So I could put in the phrase in speech marks viral marketing, and do a search on that. And then in my filtering of that search, I can say let's just look at people in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm. So the filter's still there, but it's a secondary stage, whereas previously I could have done all that up front. So it's not a total disaster, um, but people that use advanced search a lot are primarily recruiters and salespeople. And LinkedIn's argument is that those people should be on either the recruiter product or the sales navigator product. Um, and those products do have advanced search, but the basic UI doesn't. Okay, so they're they're kind of um, tr using this part, part partially simplifying to get people to to use it and engage more, and partially they're kind of switching features about and and maybe trying to encourage some of the heavy users to become paying users. 
Yeah, I mean, I think with this one, it's more blatantly that it's a push towards <laughs> um, upgrading because, you know, th- there was a little word advance that I think most basic users wouldn't have even noticed. Right. Mm. So their argument is that nobody was using it. You know, that that's the argument they always use when they get rid of features. But I think the truth is that they just decide, look, you know, uh, we need to. Um, there's rumors and this, these are just rumors, but there's rumors that part of the deal with Microsoft is they have to increase revenue by X and they're putting all kinds of targets on them. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but certainly there's a definite push to get more people to upgrade and advanced search is a big part of that. The third factor in advanced search is that when you're um, traditionally, there used to be a, a little trick where when you look at a short list, if someone's outside of your network, you could quite easily reveal that profile by going to the people also viewed section on the right hand side of the profile. So you go into the profile, there'd be no information there, but you would see this people also viewed. And by going there, you could click on it twice and reveal the profile. All right, so people also viewed another person, and then from that person's thing, people would also yeah. view the one you're looking for, and it actually it, had the, the name in there. Exactly. Well, ah. then it would just reveal the whole profile because right. people also viewed always go for visibility. Right. And the problem is now you can't actually click through into an out of network profile. When you click on it, a black box opens up and says you need to upgrade your account to see this profile. So ah, okay. um, <clears throat> that, that's gone as well. So they're, they're the, the, the three elements of search, if you like, just the fact that advanced search has gone as a result of that connection search has gone and out of network profiles. You can still do a Google search based on the headline because hmm. um, you do still see that in the shortlist. But other than that, certainly within LinkedIn, there isn't a workaround for out of network profiles. OK. Other things. Um, you can't see your followers anymore. You used to be able to click or you can currently click on a link that will show you um, all of your connections and followers. And although it was never crystal clear, um, actually, the first people that you see in that list is actually your followers. Uh, you'll notice that there's just no first, second or third, uh, sorry, first next to their name. Um, so they're, they're a follower. And it's useful, you know, to see these people that have chosen to follow you is quite a useful thing to look so at. So by That's follow, this is chosen. They've chosen to see your your stuff that you put out there on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. So same concept as Twitter. Yeah. So they're they're following you and seeing your content and you can't see who they are anymore, which, you know, I, I, I have no idea why they've removed that. But they have. Um, it's possible some of these things might come back, of course. Um, but that's the way it is at the moment. Of course, if there's enough um, uproar in the in the uh, trialing of, of with people like you, then uh, then maybe they'll they'll consider putting it back. Yeah, or they haven't got round to it yet. I mean, it's difficult to know how they do these things. But, um, for instance, initially when they brought it out, there was no rich media in profiles, and there seemed no logic to that at all. And they've brought that back. Now, I, I and several others mentioned it. And, I, I, again, I'm just guessing, but I got the impression they'd just forgotten. Right. <laughs> Someone had just, oh, right, yeah, um, I forgot about that. Let's put that in. Um, so that might be one. Here's another one that I think might come back, but at the moment isn't. When you do a status update, you can't post it to Twitter anymore. Oh. So that, it used to be that, uh, you know, if you just say something, you could say, I'll oh, send this to my Twitter followers as well. You can't do that. That's that, that reference to Twitter is completely gone. You can share published posts to Twitter, uh, but status updates, you can't for okay. some reason. So uh, odd. Um, your, your, your stream, your homepage stream. Uh, that you have no control over it whatsoever other than through your actions. And what I mean by that is at the moment, there's like three little dots right at the top of that feed and you can actually change it from top, which is the algorithm working out what you want to see, to recent, which is obviously by time. And um, 
the algorithm often gets it wrong. You know, the uh, artificial intelligence isn't quite as good as we'd like it to be, really, is it? And mm. so it often gets it wrong. So it's nice to have a bit of control over that, but that's completely gone. They're putting it all down to the algorithm. That's a classic case of simplification. You know, let's let, let the algorithm make the decision, not the individual, because the algorithm knows best is kind of <laughs> where they're coming from okay. on that one. Um, videos. If you post a video at the moment from YouTube, it will auto play in the stream, just like Facebook, mm. which actually is a, a, cr a great way to get people's attention. And obviously, it's difficult to get people's attention. Um, that's going. So video autoplay, no more. Um, it's only a relatively recent feature they brought in, but that's going as well. So you can still post videos, but they don't autoplay. Uh, you can't download your list of connections. Oh, anymore. yeah. So, so quite a few people I know we, we're kind of using that. Yeah. Mm. So that that's um, there is another way of doing it because th there's two things with LinkedIn. You can download an archive of your data and you can download your connections list. Now, the archive of your data does include your connections, but that's a bit more of an elongated process. You have to kind of uh, click on various things and then wait a couple of days and then they eventually send you a spreadsheet that's got loads of stuff in it, including your connections. That's all that exist in the new ui the the simple way was that you went into this area in linkedin where it said download your connections onto a csv file and it was very simple you just did it straight there and then it took seconds um that's gone they've completely removed that feature as well um so disappointing <laughs> mm. introductions not particularly disappointed in this one but introductions have gone so um i'm not sure too many people were using it but you could go to a um a second tier connection and on the right hand side it will say you're connected through ian Brody. would you like to get in to connect to introduce you and you can click on that and it would send you a message with an, a url for the profile of the person that i want introducing to that's gone as well mm. um and there's a number of changes to profiles and we'll get onto these in a bit more detail when we talk about you know advice in terms of how to prepare for these changes but uh, just to quickly go through them Industries are not shown, although are still a field. So, um, you know, how you have to pick an industry. Mm -hmm. You still have to pick an industry, but you don't see it in a profile anymore. Oh. It's just not a visual thing anymore, but it's still used in the algorithm and it's still important information. Um, edit display name, which was a feature in the experience section of your profile where you could say, um, I want to change the name of my company as seen in my profile. So it was specifically designed for very large companies so if you work for shell or someone rather than just be shell you could say shell but i work in the forecourt division or whatever you know right. so um but but it was actually quite a useful feature for optimization of a profile because yeah. you could add extra keywords into the description of your company name can't do that anymore um you can't save profiles to pdf uh, it's another feature that's gone um and skills have changed. They're still there, but you only see the first three skills. And the three that people see is you can say which three you want to show, and that will influence the algorithm. But the algorithm is also influenced by the viewer's preferences. So if I come to your profile and I have a particular interest in badger watching and you have a skill of badger watching, then I'm going to see that whether it's in your top three or not. Okay. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Then we have a section of profile that people may or may not recognize because it's a fairly small one quite far down the profile called additional information. Mm. And that included a section called interests, which were all clickable links 
search links, keyword search links. So what people used to do, I never really advocated this, but I know other trainers that do, where you'd list a whole load of things, you know, badger watching, da 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 da, right? And um, and then you could click on that and find everybody else that has the same interest. Mm. Um, that's completely going. The additional information section is just gone totally oh it's not even there not, not even not the even. functionality removed it's just not there and that's also the area where you used to put advice for contacting me where you could put your email address and stuff like that that's gone as well uh, so the whole additional information section just whoosh, disappeared into thin air um, you can't move profile sections so you can't say i want this section at the top it is a set standard format for everybody mm. yeah and you can't move concurrent employment so if you've got three positions that are all current um and you want one to be top it previously it would automatically put them in chronological order but you could change that Mm -hmm. you can't change it anymore and this is really important in terms of prep which i'll come on to in a second right but it's important to make sure that that's dealt with before you get the change um and then also recommendations as well um recommendations you could move the order of those as well you can't move the order of them anymore so does that mean they're kind of do you mean recommend order of individual recommendations within the recommendation section or do you mean the order of the section itself well the see, profile well that's interesting in itself because actually recommendations wasn't a separate section recommendations although it was as well but they yeah. sat underneath each position that's right they? yeah well they're now completely separate in okay. their own section so the, alone okay so and they are in chronological order and you can't change that. All right. So that means you can't do that. I mean, I know a lot of people who would try and put recommendations, that recommendation section high. I know they changed it a while back as well. So you couldn't really move it about so much, yeah. but, but it's, it's now kind of, it's where it is and you can't change them at all. Chronolo- it, it's where it is. And within the order of them in that, um, it shows the first two and then it show, and then you can click on a link to see seven. Um, but they are chronological order. So, okay. Yeah, uh, not not so good, because if you've got a really good recommendation, it kind of stops you wanting to get any more because you want that one to show. For sure, the top. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they may again, that may be something that they might uh, they might change in the future as well. Now, another thing that's going uh, is tags and notes, but actually that's not related to the new user interface. Uh, but someone asked me about this recently and it, it's it is slightly different, but I guess it's still important to mention. So tags and notes of first tier connections are going uh, there is actually a warning on that at the moment on linkedin they are moving to sales navigator mm. so they're a feature of sales navigator and linkedin is saying you can import them into sales navigator but you actually can't in effect okay uh, I, I could explain but it'll probably take too long the, the bottom line is take my word for it if you if you want to deal with your tags and notes, you'll need to make a manual note of them all because that's the only way you're going to be able to do it in Sales Navigator. You can't go into Sales Navigator and search for tags. Right? You can only search for tags of people that are leads, which are people that you've saved. But, of course, you won't have saved them. Um, so you can't find them. So you can import your tags, but you can't find them. So uh, it renders it completely useless. Now, again, they they may sort that, but um, at the moment, that's how it is. So there you go. That's uh, it's about 17 or so features that we're losing. And there's um, nothing they're adding in that we haven't had before. It's all go- it's all takeaway rather than addition. Uh, pretty much. I mean, what they're adding in really is design. So um, the whole design 
it looks better definitely looks better it's um easier to use more attractive nicer on the eye um more intuitive as well so look this is designed to get people using linkedin more and whilst i hate a lot the changes i'm fully behind the the new user interface really because at the end of the day linkedin is good because of the people on it right Mm. so we have to battle with the functionality for sure but the thing that makes linkedin powerful is who's on it right so if who's on it get more active as a result of these changes if their changes work then everyone's happy right so i'm fully behind it i think it's a good idea it's just that if you are a more experienced user it is a bit frustrating because you lose a lot of features is there anything happening with things like groups um i know there's always been this thing about whether groups are even going to be around in the future but is there is there anything out of this interface that affects the groups functionality not at all they're exactly the same they're just accessed in a slightly different way there's just a different way of getting to them but they're instead of under interest they're under the uh like a like a google type square box of nine dots menu um but no and actually the design of groups hasn't changed because actually they have been updated in terms of design a while back Mm. same with company pages no change there but they have recently changed as well so all of the uh recent changes to areas of linkedin like groups and company pages have all been in line with this new design Okay, they've already uh, had so, that thinking as part of the part of the update. That's right, yeah. Okay, super. So so there's a quite a lot gone. You were hinting yeah. there that some of the changes might you know, you could maybe find workarounds or you could just do something different or you're kind of stuck. And some of them you might be better off doing something now mm. that you would then kind of put you in a better position when the changes happen. So wh- yeah. wh- where do we stand on that? Well, so some of them are around your profile, and it, it's probably something that you're actually going to do when you get the change. Um, but it's sort of worth – you don't know when that's going to happen. You know, you just wake up on a Monday morning and suddenly find that it's changed. And so to prepare for that, just to make sure, for instance, the additional information section, if you have valuable, important information in there, then – just copy it and keep it, and you might want to put that somewhere else in your profile, maybe in your summary or something All like right, that. Of course, that makes sense. So the first thing to do is make sure you, you haven't got anything vital in different sections of your profile that's about to disappear yeah. and you wake up and it's gone and you forget yeah. what it was. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you would still be able to get access to it because it's in that um, download of your data, your archive of your data. Okay. but um But that's, as I say, that's quite a difficult, elongated process. So it's better just to copy and put it in Word or something and right. save it on your computer. Um, that's what I'd do. In terms of um, profile sections, so um, not the sections so much, but employment. So if you're – and I've come across a lot of people like this. They might take a non-exec director role or maybe a, like a charity role or something of that nature, something that isn't their main job and not mm-hmm. really what they're advertising themselves on LinkedIn as, but they want to put it in there for credibility or whatever. But let's say – They've been doing their current job for eight years or whatever. And then just recently, six months ago, they got this non-exec director position at ABC Limited. Mm -hmm. So they add that to their profile and LinkedIn will automatically chronologically put that at the top. And they look at that and they go, well, I don't really want that at the top because that's not really who I am. That's just another thing that I do. Mm. At the moment, you can move that, right? In edit mode, you can shift it. You can just move the position that you want at the top up to the top so long as it's still you know seen as present up to present that's going to go so 
you need to change it now so that your most important position is at the top and um and therefore when they make the change then you won't be able to change it unless they decide to update this but at the moment that's the way it is so when they make the change it kind of freezes the current list yeah okay exactly okay but if unfortunately then if you did get something new in the future it would kind of mess and you had to change and you had to change it it would kind of mess that about a bit it would yeah but you might not put it in if that's the situation. Yeah, you know, you might decision. say, "Well, okay, it's a NED role. I'm not sure it's as important, perhaps, um, as uh, if I know it's going to cock my profile up, I won't put it in." Type of thing. So, mm. so that's a, that's one thing. Uh, the recommendation section, you can't actually do anything about that. So, um, you can try moving the order of your recommendations, but when the new user interface comes out. Uh, you'll find it just sorts them chronologically again. Okay. <laughs> so, it's no point. Um, so there's no point in doing that, but it's not the same for employment. That's okay. Uh, so they're the kind of things that you want to be thinking about. Also, this is more one that you probably do at the time, but it's worth giving some thought to this. Um, the, the summary section of your profile, which is traditionally near the top, but it's a section in its own right that could, you know, at the moment can be moved up and down. Um, it becomes part of the top section. Oh, yeah. So you know that like the top section is <clears throat> um you've you've got your, your picture, you've got your name, you've got your headline, yeah. and you've got uh you know your industry, which that's going. <clears throat> well, now also the summary is up there as part of that. Now this is exactly like mobile. So if you look at your profile on mobile, that's a good guide as to what you're gonna be seeing. Okay. All Images are circular. Everything's circular. Right. Okay. So no square images at all. So if you have a profile picture where you're sort of to one side of a square, that's not going to work. Um, because you, you're cutting off a lot of it. It'll and, cut you off. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've got a profile picture where you're quite far away, all profile pictures are smaller in the new UI. So again, that's probably not going to work for you. You probably need a profile picture where you're a bit closer to the camera. Okay. Um, the, the summary is the way it works in the desktop ui is that it's like about 210 characters that show and there's a see more to read the rest Mm -hmm. now what that means is that you need to be thinking about okay well maybe the first 210 characters i need to make sure i make impact in that Mm because it's actually higher up it's part of the top part of the profile um so i i'm recommending people put their contact information in that first section uh in that first 210 characters so that if someone sees it quickly wants to get in contact they can in fact being even more geeky about it um on mobile it's the first 45 characters of your summary that show <laughs> right. so, so you, if you're going to put contact details they probably should be in the first 45 um uh, characters of your summary as well so <laughs> going back going back to the summary is it still i remember and i'm not such an active linkedin user as i used to be um so back in the day you know, you used to put, um, without ending up trying making it look all keyword stuffed, you would have keywords at various places in different sections of your profile. So that you, if someone was searching for something on the search, you would be found, you'd be more likely to be found for that. Mm-hmm. Um, does that change? Is that A, algorithmically has it changed? And B, is the summary still somewhere where you would try and do that? Um, <clears throat> you could, but uh, it, the, the answer lies in the algorithm answer, uh, because the algorithm for some while now actually has taken very little notice of keywords. Right. So keywords are important in a headline. Yeah. 
and that still matters and the headline's no different it, it's it looks a little bit different in that it's you know um centered rather than uh left formulated but uh, yeah just looks different but yeah. it's the same it's still 120 characters it's still keyword sensitive um but the vast majority of search results are influenced by many other things um things like your activity things like things you have in common uh, skills are actually quite important for the algorithm because if you have matching skills uh, that that tends to work quite well so if somebody's searching for you and they have a skill that you have even if it's not relevant to the search uh, you're more likely to come higher in the network uh, in the search results sorry and also network is very important in search results so mm. again if you're closer to someone in their network you're going to come higher in that search results yeah. so okay so, so that's just a general um observation i guess is if you've been like me if you still hark back and remember those days where you used to try and get a keyword in job titles and all kind of <clears> things to, <throat> to get you that that's much less so these days irrespective of these recent changes and you probably ought to get more up to date on what the what the algorithm looks like yeah it's a lot more sophisticated than it used to be actually you mentioned job title that's still important okay. I, I, and the reason for that is that you know linkedin make most of their money from recruiters so and recruiters are you know searching on job titles so job title is a keyword sensitive field not as much as the headline but it's still that still counts mm. um but it's less about keyword stuffing you just put you're just mindful of keywords when you mm. produce your profile make sure the most important ones are in the right place um it's far more about what you do how active you are um how relevant your content is how popular you are mm. uh, how many profile views you get all those kind of things play into the algorithm in terms so, of search. so when you say active so if you are relative you know on there posting status updates etc or or right you know writing articles and things like that that's likely just generically to push you higher up the results than someone who, who rarely uses LinkedIn. Yeah. So um, the, the one thing they want to avoid is a recruiter doing a search and coming up with some really interesting looking potential candidates. And then when they contact them, none of them, you know, they've all moved on or they've got different jobs and they haven't been on LinkedIn for six months or a year. So the cobweb factor, as I call it, i.e. just leaving your <laughs> profile and not doing anything is a disaster in terms of being found. Right. It massively affects the algorithm. Okay. Uh, but, but on top of that, there's good activity and bad activity. So you know, if you do a lot of activity and nobody takes any notice of it, so if you're posting stuff that's quite spammy and people just ignore it and they just get used to seeing a load of crap from you and they just think, well, oh, this person's not interesting, then the algorithm absolutely takes note of that. Whereas if you post some good content and you get people to engage on it and you get people into conversations and there's a whole string of comments on an update that you do, then that gives you lots of brownie points with the algorithm as well. So. Okay, cool. So there's probably more. I'm assuming there's more on that kind of stuff over on your site, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And on the podcast as well. I kind of cover stuff like that all the time on the podcast. Okay, brilliant. So um, back to back to what to do with the updates. We covered the profile section summary yeah. was the last thing we did. Yeah, um, download your connections is is because uh, that's going. So I would advise doing that as well. Okay. Uh, download them now <laughs> first thing you do just in case you get the uh the new ui tomorrow which otherwise you're going to be spending hours trying to reformat <laughs> a, spre a spreadsheet that comes out of a, an archive yeah that's right and, it, and and that's just not the best way to do it so yeah definitely uh download that straight away as well um other than that not too much else really i mean that there are things that you will need to adjust in your profile once you've got it but not really something that you can prepare for so things like background image and stuff like that are different and um you'll have to play around with that what generally my advice with background image to be honest anyway is that whatever image that you use it's kind of 
uh, I don't know how to describe it, like uniform. So um, if you have like one word in the top right hand corner and another word in the bottom left hand corner, then that's always going to be difficult because depending on how you view it, if it's mobile, if it's desktop, if it's old desktop, if it's new desktop, you know, if it's iPad, da 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 da, they're all different views of it. So if you're going to use a background image, the best ones to use are just got, you know, either tiled, but tiling can be a bit annoying, can't it? It's a bit, mm. a bit harsh on the eye, I think, sometimes. Or just, you know, a generic image that doesn't really matter if a bit's cut off on one view of it, you know, something like that. Yes, yeah, so you don't you don't want to try and kind of be clever and have um, information on on the background image that you would want people to read because yeah. in different versions, in different formats – and different screen sizes often it's going to be just it's going to disappear you just not see it exactly and especially at the moment with the change because they roll out changes so you know some people are going to view your profile on the new ui some people are going to view wow. it on the old ui some people are going to view it on mobile actually 60 percent are going to view it on mobile so you know j- just keep it fairly general and then you'll be okay okay so so um that's things you could do before it gets rolled out and then some ones you can do when it gets rolled out um in terms of functionality wise the, the the big change in functionality i think the that might be concerning people is is the search functionality yeah yeah i'm thinking well how am i going to find because a lot a lot of people who are using linkedin in a more advanced way mm. are using advanced search that's one of the key things they do they're yeah. looking for people they might want to connect with or try and contact somehow to build a relationship with What's the, what does the process look like, would you say, or should look like once people have got the new interface? Yeah, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, I'll, I'll answer that question, but I'll also send you a link to a video um, that I've done that kind of explains it. Because uh, as with all these Perfect. things with LinkedIn, it's less difficult to explain, but easier to show. Um, but basically, you, you have to kind of – you can use the suggested quick search as – as an option and actually i found that the algorithm is doing a pretty good job of finding what you want to find okay so for instance if you said um type in just the phrase sales manager it will then give you the option to say are you looking for people with a job title sales manager okay okay now you would think wouldn't you that what that's actually going to do is go okay well we're going to search that field but it doesn't it just treats it like a keyword so when you actually see the search result and you analyze the search result um you'll notice that actually it's just taken sales manager as a key phrase and search for that anywhere in the profile having said that um the results are still actually pretty good right because the algorithm is sorting the people that come up in that search result based on relevance and so for instance if you say well i'm searching for people with a job title sales manager and it doesn't search the sales, the uh, job title field, but it does go anybody that's got sales manager in their job title field current is a higher relevance in this search result. So we'll put them on the top. So, you know, the whole idea of this change is make it easy. So what they're trying to do is give you highly accurate results without you having to know how to do sophisticated searches. And okay. m- my experience of using it for a few months is that they're doing a pretty good job of that. I mean, personally, as an experienced user, I would and, and as you know, a bit of a a control freak i'd rather have complete control over my search please but but that's not the way it's going to be so you know we just have to get used to it. i mean if you want complete control you upgrade to sales navigator you know or, or recruiter if 
you're a recruiter. Um, and I've got Sales Navigator and I do use that for searching. But, you know, the, the, the basic UI does actually, algorithm does actually do a pretty good job of giving you what you want, even from a basic search. Okay. So you probably, if you're a, if you're a relatively, non-advanced user you're probably actually going to get better results from it because <laughs> yeah but but if you're an advanced you won't get the advanced user as you say a bit of a control freak you won't get the the exact ability you used to have before but it'll be pretty close is there a point at which it's i can't even remember how much sales navigator is these days but well firstly how, how much is how much is it i guess the pricing might change but um is there any criteria you might use in deciding whether you, you think people or you might need to shift over to using it if you're using linkedin as a serious tool in terms of winning business and growing your business then i would strongly recommend sales navigator i mean I, i've always been a um a linkedin trainer that's never recommended upgrades i've always been on the side of use it free mm. but now we're in a situation where two things have happened number one they've reduced the functionality but the other thing is that Sales Navigator over the last 18 months has grown to be a really good product. I actually really like it. I think it's really good. It's not cheap, though. It's um, I can only give you a sterling uh, price here, but it's uh, £77 a month. And that, for a, a lot of small businesses, is quite hefty. And mm. part of the thing that I'm saying to LinkedIn is, look, you know, you need an, a sort of interim level. You need some kind of, like, I've actually got a cheaper version because when I upgraded, they did offer a lower version of Sales Navigator. It was exactly the same but it just gives you less in mails and I never use in mails. So yeah. I, I, it was fine for me. And, and, you know, they need to bring that back in, but they got rid of it. And I know why they did, because they're actually mainly interested in corporates. Their, their main focus in terms of growing their business at the moment is enterprise. So they are, they don't want big organizations going, hold on a second, we could save ourselves X amount of money by buying everybody this cheaper account that's actually, you know, designed for, um, you know, smaller businesses. So that's why they've, they've stopped doing that they may bring it back in at some stage in the future but at the moment you're going from nothing to 77 pounds a month which is, so, which is quite a jump so basically you've got to kind of look at it and say am i going to get is it going to be worth a thousand to me a year almost that's my that's my yeah. return on investment and for many people it will be of course yeah it, sure it's almost that with many of these things almost the objection to paying a certain amount people look at it and go 77 a month that's a thousand a year is yeah. almost just based on the fact they've been getting it for free in the past oh totally it's like it's like when someone says to you have you seen this really good app and you go oh that looks great and then you go into the app store and it's 2.99 you go oh what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2.99 it's the cost of a cup of coffee what are you what's your problem but but it's a mentality is it? it's like we expect it to be free it is how dare um, they because i used to get this kind of stuff for free and now i have to pay yeah. 77 yeah. a month but if you look at how much you're getting from it if you're a highly active linkedin yeah. user and you do get clients from it then there's no way it's worth less than that to you yeah and, and and navigator gives you so many more things i mean that's another subject entirely but it's a really good product and you can get a free trial of it unless you've already taken one um in fact if you're a business customer which means you've upgraded to a business level account so business plus or executive yeah. um those account holders are getting hit hard because they're losing advanced search and and uh and and still pay and paying for the privilege of it. Um, so those people are being given a three month trial of sales navigator, which is pretty good actually. I mean that, you know, three months is a long time to have a free trial. So yeah. it's a bit of a sweetener to those people because they're, they are being hit harder than most users. Okay. And so, you know, try it out. But, you know, I, I think if you use it properly, it's a fantastic tool. Excellent. Okay. So 
Any other recommendations or, or for things people should be doing in the future to kind of overcome the, the changes? Well, what I would say, I mean, actually, I the way I get around this, and I have done for, for years, actually, is LinkedIn will always change. Now, this is a big change, but LinkedIn changes all the time, as you can imagine. And so I offer a, a completely free service where I send people an email. So when a change happens, I send out an email to everybody on the list saying, right, this is what's happening. This is what it means to you. Sometimes there's a video there showing it. Sometimes it's just screenshots. Um, and, you know, I'm sending them out all the time. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, sometimes times it's two or three a week you know and then you get nothing for months type of okay. thing but it's all based on the changes so that that's the best way because as this all starts to roll out and, and it may change as well some of the advice that i'm giving today may change in the future of course um then that's the best way because you'll get an email and you know exactly where you are and to get that you just need to go to win business in which is my website so that's all one word win business in.com uh forward slash updates and that'll you can subscribe there to the update service. And whenever there's yep. a new feature, function, change, etc., comes out on LinkedIn, people and like 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 right now, you you get you tend to get advanced notification of things. And I do know um, that you are you're almost like the hub for LinkedIn trainers, where um, because of your podcast, for example, which is an advanced one, um, or because you have an advanced um, like a podcast or people people other people who are linkedin trainers are kind of sharing things with you and trying to you're kind of the source for them as well so you're always yeah, yeah. kind of on the leading edge of any interesting changes that are coming along yeah i mean that's that's something that's developed it's not just linkedin trainers actually it's it's uh, all kinds of users so because i've just i've had this list for a while now and people want to tell people about you know they've discovered something new and they go oh look at this and they want to know who to tell you know so they tell me because they know if they tell me i'm going to put it out to everyone right and um so i find quite a lot of times actually what i'm sending out in an email is not come from me i mean you're right i do sometimes get early sight of things but but not always and sometimes linkedin make changes and don't tell anyone even internally <laughs> um and you just come across it right and i've had situations during a training session where i've come across things and but people will email me and they'll say hey mark have you seen this and i'm like oh, okay let's have a look at that and of course a change might be a small functional change maybe even a design change as far as linkedin are concerned but to us users that could have significant impact and it's knowing how to interpret what that change is and what it means to users um is, that's what i do really you know that's mm -hmm. kind of where i really focus my attention is understanding how to interpret change into practical things that help us get more from linkedin Super. So if you want to be kind of ahead of the game, so if you're an, if you use LinkedIn a lot, get on the, get on the updates, um, so that you'll, you'll get more information on these and other changes as they come out. And of course, um, I am assuming you've also got various training courses and programs and things that will, um, begin to include these new updates, um, as, as they, as they go live. Yeah. So I've got a, a product called the 5C system. And uh, you can get to that the 5csystem.com. So five, just the number five, csystem.com. Uh, but that is focused on business development. So that's very much for people that want to use LinkedIn to win new business. It's not all about Sales Navigator, although I do cover Sales Navigator in it. So there's some good information on whether Sales Navigator is the right option for you. But actually, it goes through a five-step process, five modules, um, 66 videos, all short videos, but 66 videos in that course. And um, so, yeah, so that, that 5csystem.com. And that I <laughs> one of the advantages of getting this first was that I immediately 
immediately I thought, right, I've got 65 videos to replace. <laughs> it's going to take a while. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but, um, but then the upside of that was that nobody else had access to it. So I just got motoring away. And of course, it was the easiest way for me to learn it as well was to go through this video and go, right, what needs to change with this? All oh, right, that's different. That's different. That's different. Da, 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 da. So, um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm slightly exaggerating because not every video was affected, but uh, at least two thirds of them. were. <laughs> but I haven't actually put those into the course yet because not everyone's got it. In fact, only about 10 percent people have got the new user interface at the moment at the time of recording. So um, there's no point in me putting that into the course yet. They're all ready to go. And when we get to about 80 percent, something like that, I'll then go, right, push the button and then it'll all be completely updated yes, should be doing yeah brilliant mark right. that has been really really useful um i'll put under the podcast i'll put the links to your video explaining the search thing that you mentioned yeah um, on your site if you if you give me that um and the links to your update and, and, and your courses and things so people can just click over um and sign up for those if they so wish fantastic Great. thank you very much thank you 